G'day, g'day. This is Rita Joyan, and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. Today, I've got two questions. The first one is, what is the most important thing to keep in mind to stay motivated besides the goal? And the second question is, how do you keep increasing your career path potential? Those are the two questions I've received. Here's my aid of those two cues. The first one, what's the most important thing to keep in mind to stay motivated besides the goal? It's a mouthful. <laughs> the number one thing, and that I've spoken this at length on the podcast, the one thing that's going to keep you in the game to stay motivated besides the goal is your reason why. Your reason why is the number one thing that's going to pull you. See, a lot of the times when, when I've worked with companies and they've tried to, for example, a, a huge media company that I worked with, they asked me is to figure out why there's so, so much of a high turnover. And they said to me, do we need to offer them more, of a, more money? Do we need to give them more perks? What, what, what do they want? And I said, you know, that's the first thing that people think of. Does someone want more money? And usually that might be the case. But the number one reason in this particular instance why there was a high turnover was because they just didn't like the manager. They didn't like the management staff, the way they managed. And there was just too much toxicity around the relationships between the manager and her colleagues. And it just wasn't working out. No matter how much money you paid them, they were still going to be unhappy at work and calling sick and try and look for another job. So what keeps someone going? Like, it's not always money is my point. And that's why your reason why is so important. And to have your reason why. In fact, one of the best things to do, we all need to generate revenue income. And that's a given, right? We all need to do that. But alongside that goal of how much money you want to generate, next to that goal, if you can write down, and I'm only using money because that's usually what people's goals are. I mean, this could be health, there could be, you know, studying, and all that kind of jazz. But because the question doesn't specify what specifically, I'm just going to use that, run with that. When you have a goal or you have a reason why beyond your own self-interest, that is usually what will pull you to a finishing line because you want to move beyond yourself. When I was working with someone a little while back, I was working with um, a guy who was, who had just escaped a war and having escaped a war, his mother had suffered real clinical depression. Like it was really bad. And she went to a doctor, obviously not a Western doctor, it was an Eastern doctor and he didn't prescribe any medication. And this is, by the way, this is not a prescription for anything. I'm just giving you an example. So please, this is not a prescription. She went to the, to the doctor and the doctor said, what you need to do is get out of your own head and you need to do something outside of yourself. And he said to her, why don't you, are young, why don't you have another baby? Because if you have another baby, now you stop thinking of yourself, not in a selfish way, but it, it forces you to do something outside of yourself. And so for her, that, diet, that prescription of have another baby, which was my colleague that I worked with, like that's, he was the baby that she had. Um, he wasn't a baby, like, you know, he's, he's a grown person, but it worked. So it got her out of depression. Now that doesn't mean that will work for everyone, but what it means is it gave her a reason why. It gave her a reason why. So she had suffered a lot through the war, being a refugee, escaping, all of that jazz that just adds up and adds up. And then, you know, you know, all, you know, unless you've been a refugee or you've been in that instance where you're escaping war and you have no idea if you will live in the next moment, forget the next day, you have no idea what that level of anxiety 
can cause. And so that was the advice of Dr. Gilead worked. And so my, my advice here is have a reason why beyond your own self-interest. Because when you can do that, that's when you're able to keep staying interested, passionate about the goal besides having the goal in front of you. So whatever the goal is, you want to have weight X amount. You want to be able to have this degree. You want to be able to have that position by this time next year. You want to be able to earn X amount of dollars. You want to start a family. You want to be married, whatever the goal is. And then what's the reason why beyond your own self-interest? Like what can you ascertain? What can you attach to that? Because that will keep you in a lot longer than, um, than the goal itself. Because sometimes you just think, you know, what's the point of the goal? You know, like, a, you know, some people say, you know, I want to lose weight for a wedding. And then maybe the wedding gets cancelled, it gets rescheduled. And you're like, oh, what was the point of that? You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be beyond that because something like that could happen. Something like getting the job that you worked so hard for to, you know, to figure out what questions they're going to ask you when you're rehearsing, you're rehearsing and getting the degree for that job and you're not getting it. It doesn't mean all that effort was wasted. It means what can you redirect that effort towards, right? And unless you have a why, it's hard to feel strong. It's going to feel like you're stranded. Unless you feel you have a strong why, it's going to be hard to feel like it had any meaning or that effort. And just to share a quick example, I competed in the world champion of public speaking and I came second in the quarterfinals two years in a row. And I had, there was a lot of preparation because it's a seven minute speech and every second millisecond counts. If you go over time, you get disqualified, even by a second. If you go under time, you get disqualified. Uh, it's just, a, there's a lot of bits and pieces, you know, you've got to hit the mark when you need to do, you've got to work the stage, you've got to work the audience and everyone's, it's all this jazz, right? And I had worked really hard for a long time to see how far I could go. And I knew that I could get really far if I just applied myself. And when I got second, the second time round, I realized, well, all this work that I had done to build up and I had put so many hours, I had done like 40 revisions of a seven minute speech. Like I'd rewritten it 40 times. Uh, and, and that was through every iteration of a practice, something didn't work out, I had to make a revision and every redirection. It was like at least 40 times. And I remember thinking, like what was the point of that like I think I've just wasted time I've wasted energy and that was like a good seven eight months of every year working towards that and then I realized that the, the key there what I learned through that process was the, the, the discipline that I gained from that and I gained a level of confidence that I was untouchable in that and what I mean by what I mean by untouchable was that it wouldn't allow, I wouldn't quiver by getting nervous too easily. Like to practice, what I made myself do was I made myself go to a park and I, under a gazebo in a park where, you know, families are playing and mums and dads are playing with their kids. And I stood under that gazebo and I started just delivering my seven minute speech and like just like to nobody, just to, to thin air. And I'm walking this gazebo and I'm walking around and people are looking at me going, oh my God, she's crazy. She's talking to herself. But I did that. And I made myself, and I needed those people to give me those weird looks because those weird looks is what I needed to eat up because when the real, the real deal happened, when I was really on stage and delivering my speech for the real thing, anyone's phone went off, if anyone gave me a weird look, it wouldn't distract me. Do you know what I mean? Like if the, I always say, if the training ground is harder than the real thing, then the real thing will be so much easier. But I used all of that to 
to really harness my own strength when I didn't know that at the time. At the time, I was like, oh my God, there's a waste of space. But beyond my own self-interest, I looked at, well, I'm actually able to create something beyond me. I'm working on a social enterprise and that requires a level of discipline, a level of work that you see no immediate results straight away. Like there is no return. You're just constantly doing something after another, after another, after another. So that's what I'm talking about. And that was just an example I wanted to share with you um, about how I've applied it. Okay. So the other question, how do you, how do you know if your current job is holding you? No, no, we've already done that. Sorry, wrong question. Let me go back to this other one that I said. I actually answered that question in the previous podcast. This one is, how do you keep increasing your career path potential? And the answer to that, how do you keep increasing your career path potential is to always be outside your comfort zone. It's the only way. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, it would increase your career potential. In other words, it would create more opportunities for you. Because that's really what the question is asking me. How do you keep increasing your path? How do you improve yourself? How do you have the most of yourself? Like how do you hit the highest vision for yourself in your career? And therefore, by doing that, you are engaging in more opportunities. You're engaging in more things. You're going to the fullest limit or the fullest potential, I should say, of what you're able to do. And that is to keep away from your comfort zone. It's something that I try to do every single day. Um, as much as I can, as much as I remember to do it. Even as something as simple as, like I went to the gym the other day and there's this new kind of, I think I've mentioned this, there is this new um, bicycle and it's this really heavy duty, it's not like a normal bicycle, like a spin class that you do. It's like this huge, big, fat machine. And the seat was so sky high and it's right in front of everybody. And there's only one of it in the gym. And the gym was full. And I, and I said to myself quietly, I'm just, I'll just wait until everybody leaves or I'll come on a day when there's not many people. And then I'll go and try this new bicycle. And I thought, oh, now I've got to actually go and do it because I'm trying to avoid the discomfort. Right? I'm trying to avoid people looking at me because I'm going to feel like, oh my God, people are looking at me. Right? So I went to that bicycle. I looked at the seat and I'm adjusting the seat and I'm fumbling with it. I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing, if I'm getting the seat down, because it's so huge. Finally, I get it down, I sit and I have a go at it. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is because that's how you increase your potential, by doing the things that make you feel uncomfortable. As long as they're in integrity with you, they're in line with your values, you're not negotiating, you're not minimizing or you're not taking away from your integrity, your self-respect. Uh, then you go and do the things that scare you. And that's what's really important. And so that's just a very tiny, insignificant kind of an example. But it's the examples, those, those little micro decisions that allow you to make the big decisions when it comes to things like career and profession and all that jazz. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like that's what this, it's the micro decisions that we make that allow us to, when we make the bigger decisions, to be able to make it with that in mind to go into the unknown because that's where you realize your greatest potential or you increase your potential and increase more opportunities. So look at where you're getting comfortable in your work, in your career. What is comfortable? Are you in a job that's been, you've been in for a long time, in a role, in an industry? What can you do to, to meet more of your potential? Do you need to learn something new? Do you need to post about what the work that you do? Do you need to go and meet new people in networking events? Do you need to um, actually see if you can innovate something in your career industry? 
Like, is this, what can you do within your industry that can hit the highest vision for yourself? And you, nobody really knows what their highest vision is for themselves because every time you take another step towards progress, you're just getting closer to closer to that. Because at the end of the day, nobody knows when you're going to die. Nobody knows where anyone's going to die. So at what point you hit your highest potential, we don't know. So that's why progressing every single day is the only guarantee that we have that we are on the path to meeting the fullest potential for that day. And the next day is another progress. The next day is another progress. Does that make sense? Or in fact, when you retire, but uh, it seems like many people don't want to retire. Many people may not want to be in the industry that they've worked always in, but they do want to have something to do because it allows the mind to keep growing. It allows the mind to continually neuroplastically rewire itself and change. So those are my A's to your Q's, guys. So thank you so much for those questions. I really appreciate it. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer, please email me at reader at unboxyourgift.com. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, please rate it, please write a review. I would love to hear from you and let me know your thoughts about the podcast episodes. And it gives me the encouragement to keep going with these episodes, guys. So your feedback is really is the oxygen, it's the fuel to the fire of this podcast. So anytime that you can spare to give me information in the context of how you're finding it or what you'd like to see differently or what topics you'd like answered or spoken on, then please let me know. Anyone that you'd like to see interviewed on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. As always, thank you so much. My advice to myself and to you is that our life is a gift. And together, it's my prayer, it's my hope that with each episode, we unbox the very God-given gift that we have. Thank you so much for your time and I'll catch you tomorrow. God bless.